Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. This week brought to you by RotoQL. I'm your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my two co-hosts, Nathan and the Salamander himself, the slimy, sticky <laughs> fantasy Salamander. What's up, man? The Slalomanders? Slalomander. I really I really botched that. I'm I'm fully taking on, I'm embodying the salamander. I had pizza for dinner and breathing into this thing, I can just, I'm just getting reflections of garlic and pizza just in my face. And it's kind of hard to even speak right now. What, what does that have to do with a salamander? I don't know. <laughs> like, I thought you were going for a second with like mutant ninja turtles and you were like, God. I mean, you can make that reach too. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm lost. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm speaking out of a food coma. Hello, Nathan. What's up? What's up? Uh, I didn't eat pizza. I had uh, steak, but, you know, uh, there's that. Ah, oh, dude, steak is bomb. It's good stuff. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Dynasty Food Cast. There we go. There it is. That'll be our clip for the week. And, and that's going to go ahead and wrap up the show. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so we have some exciting preseason uh Preseason week two, I guess technically week three. We don't count the Hall of Fame game, right? It's week two. Sure. So we'll chat. We'll chat things that have happened there, dynasty values that have shifted, and have some dynasty conversation. And uh, then we'll wrap with a game of keep trade drop today. Uh, just warning, probably going to be on the quicker side, but who knows? There, Nathan thinks there's a lot of really deep discussion in the uh, keep trade drop. So I'm hope I'm hoping that's the case because I love I love arguing with you guys. I plan on rambling to keep you all here for an extra twenty minutes, dude. I'm I'm just I'm just fantasizing about Mike Davis doing anything in the league and Nathan <laughs> having to eat dog poop. Is what I'm fantasizing about. <laughs> oh, man, I hope if you so. missed last week's show, that's what happened there. <laughs> yeah, no. Listening back to that, I may have regretted it, but I, I don't. I don't think I will because Mike Davis. It's never going to be a workhorse back in the end, workhorse back yeah. in the NFL. Well, what I would say is you unfortunately have some percentage of eating dog poop based off of what you <laughs> told us. So there's a non-zero chance. Maybe, maybe it's just like a chihuahua or something. It's not oh, like God, like a great pain or anything. <laughs> All I, right, I, I think it'd have to be Frank's poop, but you know, <laughs> let me do Let's pivot off of, uh, off of that. <laughs> Thank you, Tan. Uh, and have the listeners uh, a quick reminder that you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and all of our 10 shows per week on Patreon now. Uh, if you haven't ever done Patreon, it's a way to uh, basically give a weekly, monthly uh, contribution if you really like what we're doing. It's a really cool way to support the show and support people that um, that 
you know, take a lot of time to do this for you guys for very, very little money. Uh, by doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Live, um, our weekly Sunday morning show, answering all of your fantasy questions. Partnerships start at just $5 per month and provide exclusive access to Rotoviz Live. That's four shows per month on top of 40 podcasts for just $5. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, do your part in helping the network grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programming speaking of those awesome exclusives eric as uh, as a loyal uh, rotoviz radio podcast listener you can also get 30 percent off your rotoviz nfl pass right now it's available through the nfl podcast homepage rotoviz.com forward slash podcast the season <laughs> is almost here make sure you're ready gain unlimited access to all of our nfl content and tools so you get amazing value and and can support the podcast network once again, that's rotavizradio.com forward slash podcast. Yeah, and it's starting to ramp up right now. I mean, the season's on top of us, so so Rotoviz is really cranking out the content. So uh, go out there, get that Rotoviz pass, um, and then if you really want to, uh, we would appreciate it if you want to support us on Patreon as well. Uh, okay, um, anything else before we get into the show, Nathan? Let's get it started. Okay, um, first on the top of the notes here is, because uh, we, we just can't quit him as Dynasty owners, Josh Gordon <laughs> is back. And we can't quit them as the, the Dynasty Tradecast team by not talking about the Cleveland Browns at the top of the show, every show, no matter what. You would think this show is based out of Cleveland. The <laughs> the <moment we> talk. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, so Josh Gordon is back in the building. And I had possibly my most like viral tweet I've ever had. Had 199 likes. I said, wow. The, the sell Josh Gordon window has opened for the 13th time in the last five years. So, <laughs> so what's messed up is that might honestly be undershooting it. Yeah, it's probably closer to 20. <laughs> it is. It has been truly absurd. I mean, think about all those blurs. Like, oh, Josh Gordon had a salad today. He must be getting his life turned around. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm... Dressing on the side. Ah. <laughs> Oh, good God. Okay. I mean, I think we're just going to say what we always say about Gordon here, but unless one of you just suddenly, like, I don't know, fell into a, a time warp and learned something in the future that we didn't know. But I mean, you're, Nathan's exactly right. This is, if if there is hype around Josh Gordon, like run, sell him. Like get, it, it happens like every two weeks that he's like, he's like, is he going to be done forever? Nope. He's back. He, and, and he's worth like a fourth round startup pick. Great. Yeah, with Gordon, uh, the only thing that his presence at camp does is it, you know, it, it ends the book on the Des Bryant experiment that, you know, we kind of talked about on last week's show, and we'll talk about it again after this. But, I mean, the other thing it does that if, if he ends up playing, I think that Landry loses a couple targets. Uh, but I, I think that of the guys that you want to count on in the Cleveland offense, Gordon would be behind – uh, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Duke Johnson, all those guys I'd rather have in my lineup consistently than Josh Gordon. So uh, it, it's kind of a I'll believe it when I see it with, with Gordon on, from an on-the-field on perspective. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you can, uh, you know, sucker your way into getting like a mid-first form right now, I do that every day of the week. So just just to give a little bit of, uh, you know, a little more perspective from maybe the other side, um, just so we're not like all negative all the time on Josh Gordon because we kind of all are in the same boat with him. But yep. I, I mean, we saw him for the little bit last year and I mean, he absolutely can still play. He's not, I, I don't think he's going to be that level where he was just like unstoppable where when the ball was in his hands, it was just like, he was gone. I, I don't think he's that guy. 
uh, after what five years now. Um, but I still think he's, I mean, he's, he's kind of that offense's playmaker. Now Jarvis is going to be the, the kind of pacifier for who, whatever, whatever quarterback is behind center, whether it's Baker, whether it's Tyrod. I think it, if Tyrod's back there, it's more likely to be a Jarvis led offense uh, than anything. I think once they, once they maneuver Baker in, it might be a little bit more Josh Gordon, a little bit more down the field. Um, so, I mean, we know that he can still do it. The The main issue, though, that we always go back to is, is he going to be there? Is he going to stay on the field? So with this kind of, whether it was hard knocks or, um, you know, just trying to get his life straight, whatever it was, missing that time is important. It's not, you know, well, he doesn't need to go to camp. He's a six-year NFL veteran. It's like, well, no, he's played like, Right, twenty games. He's not. He's not a six-year veteran. He's he has barely played. Um, so we kind of got to keep that in the back of our minds. But yeah, he he definitely can still do it. I, I'm kind of part of me really wants him to uh, to succeed, but at the same time, it's it's kind of a tough path. I mean, yeah, this is, and and the thing is, like, he's you're right. He's a six-year veteran. So I mean, and he's not really a six-year veteran, but he's 27 now. Like, he's not. He's two years away from being like what everybody's saying about AJ green. Even if he turns out to be amazing that he's going to like start losing value because he's going to start hitting that like age 30 cliff. So um, yeah, I mean, I think just hitting it home. I mean, he's got a fourth, fifth round startup ADP right now. Um, That's, that's nutter butters to me. Um, If you can get, basically he's worth like the one Oh five in last year's picks right now, which is okay. I'll take that. All right, I'll move on to uh, Dez here. Just uh, kind of, you know, ask the question, uh, will Dez have a job come week one, Dan? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a job. It, it just, he needs to stop being so weird about it. It, it He's, I, I understand that, especially at that, you know, once you get like your 30, whatever, you kind of just want your family to be set up and you want to just kind of land one place and stay one place. So I understand he's trying to like, drill these teams and like hey what about this and like well my family and they set me up for retirement and all this like i get that and i understand that that's probably the process he's going through but at the same time you cannot be so picky when there's literally four teams that have sent you you know an email (laughs) maybe giving you a phone call it's you can't be so picky you can't be so selective so uh, i i think he does he does have a spot you know week one i think this is more of a i don't really feel like practicing type thing because Dez is one of those kind of guys. So See, um, I think he's, I think he's holding out. I think he like, he thinks he's worth too much money and he won't take less money. And, that's like, part of it. Yeah. That's part of it for sure. Hit the nail on the head on practicing. Like, okay, he's going to show up what pre week four of the preseason at some facility. And he's not going to be ready for week one. Cause he's not going to know the offense. Yeah. I mean, we saw something similar with, with Adrian Peterson a few years ago when he was just kind of like hanging around and hanging around and like the last week or so of camp, he finally like joined up, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a spot. I don't know that it's going to do much for his dynasty value at this point um, because he's going to be playing from behind. He, as good of as a receiver as he was, maybe he's washed, maybe he's not. You need time with an offense. You can't just plug and play. It, it's 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 not it's not fluid like that. Yeah, and I have no evidence to back this up, but I would venture to say he probably hasn't gotten a, a concrete actual contract offer since the Baltimore offer in, in like May or June. I think yeah. that, that teams have whispered, oh, maybe we'll, we'll think about picking him up. 
But I think the Baltimore one that was reported is the only real offer he's gotten. And he didn't want to play with Joe Flacco. He thought that he wanted to play with a better quarterback. So I I honestly don't think he has a job week one. But I think if he does, I think the two favorites as of now, now that Cleveland's out of the picture, it's New Orleans or San Francisco. I wouldn't hate a New Orleans landing spot. I think that makes a ton of sense. That's a that's a you know championship caliber team. And he could do a lot with with Drew Brees. He could he could be his thirty uh, year old Marcus Colston. Yeah. Oh, Marcus Colston. That's actually a pretty decent comp. That's uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, heard, if you told me if you told me five years ago that Des would be being comp to Marcus Colston, I'd be a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You'd no. be dropping him from all of your teams, dude. As somebody who owns Des on a number of teams, I'm pretty disappointed, Nathan. I'm not going to lie. Well, to well you. I know, but I'm saying like that. That you know. We, we we once thought Des was like a once in a lifetime athlete, but no, obviously he was. Not. He was for like three years. I'm saying like, all right, back to the Josh Gordon conversation. Like when when Des was 27, he was getting drafted first overall in Dynasty startups, and now he's out of the effing league. Oh, whoa, effing that, that that's a strong strong effort there. But yes, so let's let's move away from Des because it seems like Eric's getting a little con- gotta a little keep the PG tag on. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go on to. Theodore Bridgewater, uh, everyone and their mother is trying to predict where he will land, when he, where he'll get traded. And this is one of the more curious things from the offseason for me. People seem to think that like teams are clamoring for Teddy Bridgewater. There were 31 teams that didn't sign him for a while during the, you know, the free agency and weren't willing to take a risk on him. I don't see the Jets getting anything more than maybe like a fifth from a team that like has an injured quarterback. I, I think that the the concept that they're like the there was a Roto War blurb that the Jets are asking for a high price for Teddy. And if that's the case, they're not going to move Teddy. He'll just end up being their third string quarterback. So, dude, I mean, I, I don't know, though. I mean, I think that argument is slightly flawed, though, is because I think everybody was so nervous after him coming off of that injury that they were like, that they were like, okay, if, if you're not touching him, we're not touching him. And that was kind of the, the contagion that took over in the NFL. And then finally, the Jets were like, fine, we'll take a shot on him. Uh, we'll give him no money and a real incentive-based deal. Um, and, and then he's turned out to be pretty solid. But I don't know. I mean, the, the NFL, much like dynasty owners, are very, very fickle and change their mind very, very quickly. And bad owners and GMs might actually go out and say, okay, now the kid's proven it that the the Jets stuck their neck out there. We can compensate them. Like, I mean, and I wouldn't say the Broncos are a bad organization, but that that's, that's a landing spot that, that to me makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense if they hadn't just given a huge contract to Case Keenum. They can't afford to make back-to-back mistakes on a veteran like that. So I think that, like we talked about before, the Broncos' next quarterback will be a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but they're going to have to wait for a good two years before they're even getting anyone quality. Uh, And they can get out of Case Keenum after this year, I believe. That's correct. Um, So going after Teddy, honestly, I think it's – now that we've seen him out there, we know that that leg is – mostly intact it seems um stable right and and we saw him a few snaps last year with the vikings you know it was the cool story and everything but he still wasn't right they he shouldn't have been out there um but now this preseason yes it's preseason and and we can't overreact to it but he looks stable he looks accurate his deep ball looks better uh and those are some of the things that kind of were his knocks and um, you know, the 31 teams, like you said, Eric, that, that didn't go after him and the Jets finally took a shot is because they just didn't want to pull the trigger on someone that they, they didn't know was healthy. So now that people see that they're healthy, I think you get teams like Denver, even teams maybe like New England 
throws out a mid round pick if you know the Jets obviously you know inside the division that's a tough a tough thing but um, you know Brady's not going to play forever and Bridgewater would make sense in that kind of deal. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. Where where else would he go? I mean, barring an injury, is there even a spot that's open for him? I mean, I think every, I think that the Broncos seem to have the worst QB squad right now. There's no spot that Teddy gets traded on in late August where he becomes a starter anytime before like week five. And I don't really understand the concept of trading for him for the future. He's on a one year, $6 million deal. So unless you plan on a franchise tagging Teddy next year or sign him to a huge extension, like it's more likely that, that he's going to be getting his next, you know, be from his next team, not from a trade, but from, you know, a contract. So. Yeah, thing, if, they can, if they can work out a and not a massive deal, you can work out a two year deal for, you know, whatever remote minimum might be because it's like, hey, it's either this or it's nothing. And player coming off an injury like that. I mean, obviously, he just did that with the Jets and the one year thing, but it, he still might be willing to do it if, you know, those phones aren't ringing off the hook and you just have a few options. He might be willing to roll with that. So honestly, I, I think the Jets do move him. I think they're comfortable with Darnold and McCown. Um but I don't, I don't know that, like you said, Nathan, there's not really any place where he can go where he's going to be a starter prior to maybe one of the first few bye weeks. Uh, he's going to need that time to learn the offense, to you know, kind of implement himself, and maybe it is, just ends up being due to injury. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird one. I, I yeah. love, I love Teddy. Always have loved him coming out. And injury sucked. Uh, the Vikings moving on sucked, but I understand. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting one. Something I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. If you had to percentage-wise say the chances he's in a Jet, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking he stays a Jet easily through, I don't know, week. let's call it week four at like 80%, right? No, I'd, I'd say I'd say it's like 50-50 he starts the season with the Jets right now. Oh, really? You think he's going before the season starts? Yeah. Because if they're going to move him, they're going to move him now so he can kind of get his, you know, he kind of get implemented with his new team. But at the same time, I don't – it's not going to mean much because he's not going to play right away. So it's, we're kind of in a weird time right now. It's kind of, they, it's almost like they waited too long, but at the same time people needed to see him. So um, dynasty value does, does obviously it's kind of just two QB super flex type stuff. Nathan, if you had to put a value on Teddy, if you were, if you're, let's say you're you know a big Teddy fan and you just want to go get him on one of your rosters, in Superflex or 2QB, what are you thinking of offering for, for Teddy if you're maybe QB needy or you just like the like the upside? Yeah, I, I think that the only way you really acquire Teddy in Superflex right now is if it's in a situation where a guy is having a, a tough time making a roster cut. And sometimes making a roster cut, you decide to, to deal your third worst player rather than cut your worst player. So, you know, maybe go to the, the guy who has Teddy if he has a deeper roster and say, hey, I'll throw you this third for Teddy. You gain a third, and you don't have to end up dropping anybody. So that would really be the move. I think anything more than a third is an overpay just because there, there's not a clear outlook to how Teddy Bridgewater gets a starting NFL job, much less one that's for a long-term situation. Yep, totally on board there. Okay, let's pivot over um, to a man who has beaten out both A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman. Well, and that is- well no, no, by default. <laughs> he in, he out in, he out. I understand. I understand that I am making a a slightly incorrect statement for 
Uh, it was just for like entry into the segment here, guys. And and then I get shot out of the sky, and there's no there's no fun. I can't exaggerate. This is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but that is Josh Allen, um, who's now slated to start the the pre the next preseason game and potentially week one. I mean, you can't start Nathan Peterman. You can't start no. anyone named Nathan. Hey, hey, remember that blurb where Nathan Peterman was really making a, a turn and was gonna be was gonna he actually was gonna like give give everybody a run for their money on the on the team. He was only gonna throw four interceptions in a quarter. God, the, the, some of some of the blurbs just going back. We should just create like the greatest blurbs of the off season that are just pure comedy at the end of the season. Yeah, and I may be like making this up, but I think I recall like some blurbs being like. Do the Bills have a wealth of talent at the quarterback position? Will they trade one of them? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm always team uh, start the the young rookie, the, the first-round pick quarterback. I, I like to see what they're, they're, they do in the field from a fantasy perspective. But I also think that you don't really learn much, you know, having a headset on. So I think that the best thing for Josh Allen's future is to start week one. Um, even though it's an absolute mess of a talent situation there. But, you know, the Bills led the league in carries last year and, uh, you know, rushes. That's not going to change, uh, assuming McCoy doesn't end up getting suspended. McCoy's going to, like, lead the league in carries. So I think they're going to do their best to uh, try and, you know, take the pressure off of uh, Allen, but also just putting him in the position to succeed. Put him through the uh, the Trubisky ringer, if you will. Don't don't let him throw more than like ten times a game and just pile on the rock. Well, I, I, I can might see not, that. Might not even have wide receivers in the game at all. So yeah, that's they're just they're just gonna they're just gonna put ten offensive linemen out. <laughs> right. Nine offensive linemen, Josh Allen and JD, and that's it. Oh God. I mean with the depth they have, they might as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still a, a situation where yeah, I mean, even if he starts, yes, he's making slight progress in the preseason he looked good on a few passes the other night um i I still i don't see it that there's not i mean he's he's got all of the arm talent in the world which has always been his like go-to he has no touch he has I, i mean you can learn some of these things but Man, when the guys with the big arms like that, it, it just they always seem to struggle with the intermediate stuff and and kind of the underneath stuff. And and he's still struggling with it. Yes, he's good down the field. Uh, some of his you know those timing routes he's been all right on, but everything else has been just so messy that it, you know in in a dynasty, unless I'm I'm getting you know really good value or gifted Josh Allen, I'm probably not seeking out. I'm not trading for. I'm not rostering any of that fun stuff i did however draft him in the scott fishbowl so hopefully he does start week one i mean isn't this the time isn't this the part of the show where like if the blurbs are starting to look this way i mean especially in super flex it's a rookie starter um it's it's got a a lot of sex appeal i mean uh you mentioned trubitsky i mean it's a similar situation in my eyes like he's he's going into just a dumpster fire and is being expected to be pro- productive or, or not get killed. Um, and I think that they're one of the, 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 the least amount of talent in the NFL right now, that, that entire team. So it'll be tough for him that year, much like the bears last year, but maybe next year will be the answer, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, maybe now's the sell time or maybe there's going to be hype in the off season next year, no matter what he does. Yeah, I think, I think he does inevitably start because you just cannot put Nathan Peterman out there. And obviously McCarron's, uh, out with injury for however long, whatever well, that happens. He said he did not break his collarbone, by the way. Oh, okay. So he it was just a just a scare. Okay. Apparently, well, I mean, well, I think no, no, he can't practice for a while. But he didn't like it's. Uh, he's probably not going to be able to you know play until like week four preseason at least. So. 
Interesting. I think they still go with Josh Allen. Honestly, I think I think Buffalo wants that. I think the coaching staff wants that. Obviously, you would hope that the player wants that. So, I think um, I think we can call him Week One starter uh, with maybe like fifty one percent. They could, they could really <laughs> use somebody like a Tyrod Taylor over there, couldn't they? Yeah, it's too bad he wasn't available. <laughs> too bad. All right, let's wrap up our topics with. Adrian Peterson, uh, you know, he might be 87 years old, but he is currently uh, (laughs) signed to the Washington Redskins football team. So, Adrian Peterson, uh, does this scare you off of all of your Rob Kelly hype, Dan? (laughs) Whoa, where is that hype? Uh, I mean, I think I have still a couple of Rob Kelly shares just sitting around randomly uh, because I could IR him last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was bad last year, but – the the name of the game is opportunity, and if he's going to be given touches, he has value, whether you like it or not. Obviously, not much dynasty value, but as a waiver pickup, um, you know, even a late round flyer pick to go help your running back depth in a dynasty league. If you think you can compete, um, getting potentially 12, 15, 18 touches, uh, I mean, that's honestly in play. We don't know the health of these other guys. We don't know how committed they are to Rob Kelly or whoever else they have. So obviously they brought AP in to play. They're not, they're not just going to go get him to be like, all right, you, you're a big name. You're just going to sit on the bench. Um, and we know how the Grudens love their old washed up running backs. So there's that. Sure. I, you know, it's, this doesn't move the needle much for me. I think there's going to be a lot of like redraft hype around this being a sleeper. And like, I, I just think he's going to split time. Um, uh, like he did in in, uh, in New Orleans before he kind of bolted out of there. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe they just ride him into the ground. But I, I just don't know that he's got any gas left in the tank. I'll, I'll be sitting this one out, even with contenders. I'll go look for a better option. Yeah, uh, right into the ground. He's been he's already in the ground. So, yes. Uh, I never yeah. said he was good. I never said he was good, but he's going to get touches. And that's the yeah. end of the game. Yeah, I mean, he's purely a guy. I mean, we talk about best ball options where he might have like a – six carry for 18 yard in the touchdown game. And maybe that gets you a start, you know? Right. So, so yeah, he's nothing more than that. You know, he, he would be on the roster bubble if, if he's even on rosters right now. So uh, yeah, I mean, not really expecting much, but you know, it's kind of one of those things that if you get anything from him, you know, it's a positive, but I'm not out, out going out trying to target him. All right. Trade cast that time over under 1.5, 75 yard games, Eric, oh, under, over under. or under. 75 yard games i'll take i'll take the i'll take the over but i I don't love it it's not by much (laughs) i mean last year he had two games with like 130 plus yards and only like one game with a touchdown i think wasn't i mean wasn't that on like 42 carries he did though it's like like one of them one of them was really inefficient the other one was actually a decent game i don't don't know it was against tampa it was against tampa yeah it was against tampa (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was like, I remember him running the ball like every single play in one of the games. Well, no, no, the one, the one against Tampa, like he had like seventeen carries, for like one hundred and forty yards, because Tampa was that bad. He, bro- he broke a couple off, I think I remember, but he got caught because he doesn't have that that same speed anymore. So, yeah, I, I think, like you said, Nathan, I think he's a best ball uh, option at his highest, you know, value uh, any place else. I mean, if you have him, I mean, keep him now. You were about to throw him away if he didn't sign, but I think you can hang on to him now and maybe get a week or two as a spot starter. I don't know that I'm doing that. I think I find so, he's got enough name recognition still that I might oh, go yeah. out and try to get a second for him. Yeah, uh, and, for sure. and, 
I'm, that's what I'd be trying to shop if I could get a second form. Uh, this is going to be this this week's uh, recommendation. Last week was Peyton Barber. This is Adrian Peterson. If you can go get a second form, then kudos to you. Send it to us. Let, let me let me get a more actionable advice. Do Peterson and a third to get a second because you're not getting a second for Peterson. There you uh, go. That's yeah. that's accurate. Also, I, I, did, I did get a second for Barber after the show last week. <laughs> fun fact. Spe- speaking of Barber, Nathan in uh, Kadoosh today. That was a Peyton Barber trade, was it not? Oh, was it Barber and Carson? It was. Uh, I, I don't. Well, maybe it was Chris Carson. I'm. I'm yeah, high. It, it, I, it I saw Barber moved in a package. Whether it was Kadoosh or it was another league moved in a package for a first. Uh, and uh, I no, you know, it was Carson and Kittle, not Barber. Okay, so it wasn't Kadoosh. It was another league, but yeah, it was. It was like Barber and like two other things that were worth zero for a twenty twenty first. I think, and I about punched my computer. Dude, the Barber hype is continuing to grow. He has not lost value since last week's show. So maybe now you can get a better second than you could have previously. <laughs> oh boy. But uh, actually, I have I have a question, and one that's not on our on our agenda, but maybe one that I just just thought of that I in the same vein of Des, somebody who's gotten literally no hype is Jeremy Macklin. Is he droppable at this point? Or are we expecting him to start the season somewhere? He's a drop. Yeah, he's. I think he's fully deceased. That's sad. That's sad. I I, I love that guy, but I'm, I'm starting to think that as well. And I've got him on a couple of rosters, holding on for dear life, and it's about to be cut time. There's has there's not been an ounce of a buzz about the dude since he was dropped. All right, I will do the ad read and welcome the listeners to uh, to our new sponsor for this week, and that is RotoQL. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? We'll look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineups for you each week based on your starters, bench, and free agency pool. You may ask. How does Squad L actually do this? How does it work? The the app connects directly with Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual rosters and league scoring. The Squad QL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you player rankings each week, and it's all based in your league settings. Squad QL truly is the go-to app for this season, this fantasy football season. Head to squadql.com to download Squad QL. You're all in one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leader in daily fantasy lineup optimizers, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free on both Apple and Android. So check out RotoQL and SquadQL to help you out this season. All right, let's do a game of keep, trade, drop. Keep, trade. Drop, 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 drop. Oh man, I might, I might take that in Love the Beastie Boys drop. He'll stir fry you in his block. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and walk us through the keep trade drops? All right. Uh, for once, we're actually doing an actionable version of keep trade drop. Normally, like keep trade drop Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, or you know some other person you shouldn't be cutting. Uh, but this time, it's going to be end of roster cut, so you will actually be cutting some of these guys. You will be keeping them and maybe trying to trade some of them if you think they have a little bit of value. So let's start off with the quarterback position. Now, for a lot of these guys, we thought, okay, with Superflex, you're going to keep keeping most of them. For a 12-teamer, you're probably not keeping any of them, so – Let's say it's either a 16-teamer or a 12-teamer with very deep rosters. 
And so our first trio is going to be Theodore Bridgewater, who we discussed earlier, Chad Kelly, who we discussed last week, and Mason Rudolph, who really hasn't gotten much buzz, but I guess that doesn't really happen when you have no like shot at starting anytime soon. I don't know, man. Ben Ben could tip over at any moment. That dude's been just taking a beating for like five years. Five? Um, well, I mean, like 15. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, been, it's been like five years since he couldn't get out of the pocket. So <laughs> before that, he, could, he was at least moderately football, mobile. He could, he could make it to the edge a little bit. Um, this is These are three guys that I really like. Um, I think there's a lot of hype surrounding both Teddy and Chad Kelly right now and not so much around Mason Rudolph. And while I like Rudolph, I think he's my easy cut here. Uh, my... My issue becomes Teddy and Chad Kelly. I think, I think there's probably more hype, at least on Twitter, or maybe it's just the people that I follow. It seems like everyone wants to see the Chad Kelly show, which, if it happens, is going to be entertaining to say the very least, um, because he he's kind of that wild card quarterback, but he's also very talented. I, I think I think he's got some of that like Josh Allen ish to him. Um, where he's, you know, big arm, but kind of sloppy. So I, I think I'd maybe trade Chad Kelly just because it seems like I might be able to get something more for him and keep my guy, Teddy. All right. I'll, I'll give my take here. And I've tried to put the wet blanket on the Chad Kelly hype on Twitter and on this podcast. Um, but I, I do think of all of these guys, he has the most clear path to win like starting possibly this year. I think that Teddy needs a trade and then some to get it to have a starting job this year. Chad Kelly only needs Case Keenum to be very, very bad at football, which could certainly happen. So, yep. uh, but so, I mean, I, I think I'll go with Dan. I'll, I'll, I will trade uh, Chad Kelly. Cause I do think that, you know, you can get a third round pick for him. Uh, I will keep Teddy and I'll drop Mason, but it, it it, all these three guys are, are very close and, you know, have some reasonable upside. Uh, but, you know, it's just hard to keep guys that don't have starting jobs in one QB leagues. Yeah, I mean, this is the – this is the – like, this is what's so crappy about guys like, like Mason Rudolph who you kind of know aren't going to – because you drafted Mason Rudolph knowing that he was not going to get any hype right now. And, like, if he's on your team, like, you're going to be forced to drop him. And there was almost a 0% chance he was going to get hype. Uh, so in this particular – and, again, in this particular instance, you're forced to drop him, or at least we all did. Um, but I will do – I'll go ahead and trade Chad Kelly just because I think he's starting to get hype, uh, especially if he plays well next um, next game in the preseason. If he does play in the next preseason game, if he does that, it'll continue the hype train, will continue to roll. Um, and I'll hold Teddy in the hopes of him getting traded and, and potentially taking over for Chad Kelly. And then uh, I'll go ahead and drop Mason Rudolph. But it really is. I mean, and, and this is, will be a lot of my soapbox this whole way is like you, a lot of your late round picks in, in, uh, in these rookie drafts are you, you end up with a lot of really tough decisions, which I think we're about to see. All right, let's move on to the running back position. And it is going to be rock Thomas who, uh, had a huge uh, reception, I believe, in week two of the preseason. Uh, Bo Scarborough and Kenneth Dixon. Eric, start us off with this one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like the like, – he did look great, but we've had a number of players look great. But, yeah, I mean, he went what for uh, – he went – for over 100 yards, I think was what it was in, in, in the week two. So kind of a guy who popped up out of nowhere. 
Um, yeah, looking at now over 130 yards, um, which is which is pretty impressive. So, um, but one flash in the pan is not enough to move the needle for me. So first, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and hold Dixon. He doesn't have much value, but there is a number of paths in which he becomes the guy in Baltimore, or at least becomes a piece of being the guy in Baltimore. Um, if there were injuries or if Alex Collins just turns out to be kind of a schlub, um, which I doubt's the case, but certainly it's possible. He hasn't proven it too much. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure you can really get trade value for any of these guys. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I try to trade rock Thompson or rock Thomas. If I have him on my roster after that, and like try to dangle out the carrot to somebody and say, Oh, 140 yards in a preseason game, come and get it. Fourth round pick. Come on. Um, and cause you might, you might very well get it, but Scarborough, I, I, I don't know. He's never moved the needle for me at all. And, and he, I don't think he's really flashed all his preseason. I could be mistaken, but uh, I haven't been following the, the Cowboys too hard, but yeah, it's, it's, he's a guy that I just, I don't think anybody's interested in having. He was a fourth round pick to begin with. And I think he's, he's depressed a little bit in value or stayed exactly the same. Yeah. Bo Scarborough's bad. That's for, for me here. He's, I think he's my easy, my easy drop and then you get to rock thomas and kenneth dixon kenneth dixon's been a guy i've been talking about stashing and and uh who like you said could potentially get a little piece of that pie yeah um not necessarily the whole thing because they do have some talented guys there and and if we see you know maybe alex collins keeps doing what we saw last year or maybe he regresses to the alex collins he was for the first two and a half years of his career whatever it was um but they still have buck allen there who is a very talented pass catching back um, but the, but, they, but they did put a lot of I believe what Kenneth Dixon was what a third fourth round pick he he they put some decent equity into him I believe but that was two season ending injuries ago so no I I do understand that but it was also a Newsome guy so I don't really have many you know much much to lean on there I'm um, just saying he has the draft pedigree is what I'm saying so, I yeah think, I mean and I, I don't think it was a reach at the time for them to go get him there sure sure um, but then you look at like Rock Thomas and now you've got probably a less clear path to touches when you consider we have to assume that Dalvin Cook's going to stay healthy. We don't know. Uh, but Latavius Murray was a rock last year and however, a rock Thomas. Yeah. I'm sure. There you go. Um, but he, I mean, he showed that he can kind of do it all across the board. And I mean, he caught a few passes here and there. He was great between the tackles. Um, so I, I just, I don't see a place for rock Thomas there. However, I, I do think that they keep him. And I think they keep him active because he, you know, maybe somebody just kind of gets banged up during a game and they can throw him in because I don't think he, I don't think he's too, uh, too far of a fall from Latavius Murray. I think he can bring a few extra things to the table in the pass catching uh, game. Obviously they, their wide receiver and, you know, tight end and all that stuff is, is pretty deep now. And obviously you have Kirk Cousins to run that offense. So it's probably anybody who's going to be in there is probably going to have a, a, a little bit more uh, production than they maybe would have. Was Rock Thomas on either of your guys' radar prior to breaking out here? I mean, I know you guys do a bit of a deeper dive, but he's not a name I heard at all in the pre, like in the uh, in the preseason here. Yeah, yeah, he he was a top recruit uh, who went to Auburn and then uh, flailed out there and, and went to like a one double A school. So uh, for the the deeper Debbie guys, he was certainly on on the radar, um, but he wasn't really a guy like he wasn't a guy who was really targeting in rookie auction or rookie drafts. I mean, I do, I do have him on a couple of teams where like fifth round picks and things like that. Um, but I will just go with my uh, keep trade drop here. I'm trading Kenneth Dixon. Uh, you can find the one Kenneth Dixon. He's the one guy in this group that I can guarantee you, you can find someone who will give you a third floor sure. in most leagues. Uh, so I, I'm trading him. 
Uh, I'm cutting Bo Scarborough because he's not that good, and you know he's behind Ezekiel. There's not really a, a path to playing time there uh, outside of a Zeke injury, I guess. And I will keep uh, Rock Thomas just because he, you know, might be Jarek McKinnon light. Interesting. I like yeah, that it. is interesting. Uh, I I agree with Dan just because he agreed with me. <laughs> All righty. Let's go to the wide receiver position. And uh, there, there, I asked for submissions on Twitter, and, like, the most uh, position I got sent was was wide receiver. So it was kind of tough to choose which three here. But we are going to go with Terrell Pryor, who broke out a couple years ago, didn't do much last year in Washington. Jordan Matthews, who was traded to the Patriots and subsequently cut, probably still injured, so he's probably not going to get picked up anytime soon from an NFL roster. And Taylor Gabriel, who has been getting some hype uh, with the Bears. All right, I'm hopping in. What up? Um, this has got to make this has got to make you guys sad to see Jordan Matthews on this list, doesn't it? It's not great. That's <laughs> got to that's got to burn a bit. Been saying didn't like Jordan Matthews for a while now, and here we are with him with Terrell Pryor, who you love, Dan, uh-huh. and Taylor Gabriel. You throw a B uh, in that name, and it's terrible Pryor, which would make more sense. Oh, God, it's good to rub this in. Okay, um, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I. This one's tough. I'm going to go ahead and probably keep Taylor Gabriel just because he's kind of unsexy. But the problem is, if I do that, there's nobody else that I can trade here. Neither of these guys are worth anything on the trade market right now, unless you find somebody who on name value alone wants one of them for a third, um, which is at this point pretty unlikely. So I would like to probably keep Taylor Gabriel just because I think he's going to have some value for this year. And actually he had value last year as well. Um, and he's been a guy who you can – in bye weeks or in tough situations put in and he, he always finds the field which is great um jordan matthews i guess i'll try to trade him and i'll drop prior but realistically they're both kind of just drops at this point yeah i'm with you on gabriel having the the best like you know bye week fill-in type upside of this group and so i'll, I'll keep him i will trade prior you know because he's on an nfl roster so i, I think that Someone might, you know, fancy a third round pick, maybe a high fourth round pick for him. Right. Right. Uh, and the thing with Jordan Matthews, I'm an avid believer. Like I, I always, I was an avid believer at one time. He's not going to be making my rosters that I, I have to make cuts for this week. So um, as someone who is a fan, it's going to hurt to cut him, but he is the the one who I'd be cutting of this group. Man, this, this brings you back to a trade I made when he was a rookie and breaking out. And I got, I got, I basically gave, no, I did. I gave him in a second for AJ Green. And I'm so happy with that move. <laughs> Just so happy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm entirely uh, with Nathan on that one. I think you can still find somebody that would give you something for Terrell Pryor. Uh, I think Jordan Matthews, as much as it hurts, will also not be making any of my teams. And I think everyone's kind of sleeping on Taylor Gabriel a little bit. I I think everyone assumes that it's just going to be like all A-Rob and now all of the Anthony Miller hype. And we still don't really know what Trubisky can do. Obviously, Nagy being there helps a lot, but we don't know that he's going to be a down the field, you know, stretch it out kind of guy. And honestly, you look at his college tape and, and everything. Taylor Gabriel is somebody that works okay with that he can work underneath he can stretch it out yeah. but i think i think getting him in the slot a little bit more is gonna is gonna help trubisky out immensely obviously they have trey burton who's gonna basically be playing that exact same position so um yeah i i, I think i'm right with nathan and 
And just to remind everybody, we, we, you know, we talk about these, you know, people like to talk about sleepers like, Oh, who's your, who's your deep dive? Who's your sleeper? Like, like we know something that you guys don't, but there is real value to be found in these places. Um, I was chatting with the guys before the show and just kind of mentioned something about uh, guys like Marquise Goodwin and even Tariq Cohen. These were guys we were talking about potentially that weren't going to make our teams last year. And obviously if you were rebuilding, you were keeping Tariq Cohen, or if you were just like, Hey, throw a dart at the, Start at the board and see what happens with Marquise Goodwin. Well, now both of those guys are inside the top 180p and have real value. You can trade them for real assets. These guys aren't there right now, but these are the kind of guys we're looking at and and trying to evaluate their situations, their talent, everything around them to find you know that that free value. You're looking at someone that was droppable, who now you can get something actually good for, or keep them and use them in your fantasy teams. Yeah, I mean, the argument here, if we're just truly playing the game, is probably trade Gabriel. Because value-wise, you could probably get, I, I, I don't know, what can you even get? I'm like a late second, seems like it might it might not be doable. But yeah, he's certainly the most valuable out of the group, which is what I think what we're all trying to say. Yeah. Mostly because Jordan Matthews is work, worth zippy right now. <laughs> Terrell Pryor is worth next to zippy. Um but you're right. I mean, Jordan Matthews, the injury, he's been injury riddled. If he gets, he'll get another shot once he gets healthy. And then if that's the case, then who knows? Maybe he stays healthy and, and is a serviceable wide receiver three, which would be free money if you put him on your roster. Right. Um, but that's, that's a heck of a waiting game and a heck of a reach if you're making cuts today, like Nathan is. All righty, let's wrap this game up with the tight end position. And as we know, the end of roster tight ends can get a bit ugly. So so this is our list of tight ends for today. It's going to be Luke Wilson of the Detroit Lions. People forget that he is now a Lion. Uh, Rico Gathers of the Cowboys as of Monday. He probably won't be a Cowboy on Thursday. Um, and uh, Nick Vanette of the Seattle Seahawks. So, Dan, uh, keep trade drop. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely keeping Luke Wilson. I think he has real value uh, at the tight end position. I think he can – he can do something in that offense. Uh, yes, they have Marvin Jones. Yes, they have Golden Tate. Yes, they have Kenny Galladay. And they have all those running backs who they don't know how to use. Uh, but I truly believe that Luke Wilson's going to have a, ro- a role in that offense, and he's he's going to produce a little bit. Um, so I'm going to keep him for sure. I, I think Nick Vanette maybe has a clear-ish path to touches. Um, and we don't really know what Seattle's offense is going to look like. We they seem to like think that Chris Carson's the second coming, and they're just not going to play their first round draft pick. Um, That's right. So, so I don't know what's going on in Seattle. So I think I think because of the clear clear ish path to touches, I think Nick Vanette and Luke Wilson have the most trade value here. So I'm, I would keep the guy I prefer in Luke Wilson, trade Nick Vanette, and then cut Rico Gathers. As fun as it would be to watch him play and just like dominate everyone physically, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah, I, I think I'm basically going to follow suit with you here. I'm Because I'm, Wilson, but both Wilson and Vanette really have nobody who's coming at. Like this season, it's either going to be the tight ends in those offenses – just don't have any real production or it's going to be one of these guys who's going to be producing. And I think it's probably unlikely that it's the former of those two. Um, so out of the two, I bet one of them actually ends up having some serviceable value. And you have Vanette going into his third year. Um, and I think Wilson too, actually going in is Wilson in his third year as well. No, he's in like a sixth year. 
Okay. He's been uh, around for a while. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Vanette, Vanette's going into his third, so that's the year that the tight ends explode, right? So maybe he'll come out of nowhere and Travis Kelsey us or whatever. You know, I I don't know what a good example of that actually off the top of my head is of somebody who like kind of just slept for three years and nobody had ever heard of, and then so suddenly just bursts onto the scene. Well, basically most tight ends aside from Gronk and then like last year's class, <laughs> it's basically been forever tight end. Yeah, it's basically no tight end you draft in the first round of a dynasty. Like Max Williams, RIP. Yeah. No, oh, man, why'd you bring it up? Come oh. on. <laughs> um, so both of them are very close to me. Um, I, I, I guess if this was the case, I'd probably shop the market and see if either had more value. I think Nick, I think Nick Vanette is more of the like exciting piece right now, the one getting news blurbs. Uh, blurbs uh getting the blurbs on roto world so um he's the guy probably out actively shopping and hold on to wilson and drop gathers because yeah i don't think fetch is gonna happen rico gathers is not gonna happen but i think that his believers have not quite jumped ship yet so he's my trade here i think that some uh and i see every day uh how many times that rico gathers is gonna get traded to the chargers or the Chargers are gonna pick him up when he's cut uh so uh one of those people who are just Guaranteeing that's going to happen, I'll trade him to him. And, and, and what play behind Antonio Gates for the whole year? What is for what? Why would you care? G- G- Gates is not on the Chargers. I, I, he will be. <laughs> He's coming back. He's coming back, so, baby. So the person, the player that's not on the Chargers, is going to play behind the tight end that's not on the Chargers. That's right. For the Chargers, <laughs> right. I'm saying, I'm saying that he can't beat. I can't, he can't beat Antonio Gates out of a job, and the guy's not even on the football field. There you go. And uh, Luke Wilson is my keep. I think that he has the uh, most likely to have some like streamable weeks. And Nick Smith, my drop, just because I, I think that Rico Gathers has like the more of the the flair appeal for a trade. So, I mean, you're not getting anything more than like a late third, early fourth for any of these guys. So, uh, yeah, take what you can get if you're you know doing this as a you know trying to figure out who to drop. All right, I think that that's I think that is a boring take on three very end of roster uh, tight ends, but who knows? Maybe we'll get one. Maybe we'll get one that strikes. We'll strike fire here. We'll get we'll get this year's Gary Barnage here. Maybe. Wow, what a pull, Gary Barnage! I actually just dropped him in one of my leagues. Stop it! Come on. <laughs> I know it was the meat league that's been really quiet, but I, he was actually I was like, what am I doing with Gary Barnage? I was he didn't even play all last year, and he's still on my <laughs> roster. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, that's uh, not great. Not that's great. Not and I still made the playoffs. What's up? You don't seem to do very well with tight ends. Didn't you Didn't you franchise tag uh, someone in a kitchen sink league? Oh, are you talking about Steven Anderson, the GOAT? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I trolled myself on Nathan's question on Twitter and wrote, uh, who are you thinking about dropping? And I wrote, I wrote Steven Anderson. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that before you before you joined the hangout. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times, good times. I, hey, he is still currently franchised in uh, in I think it's Kitchen Sink. I think it's Kitchen Sink Four. He's still currently no, it's actually Cinco. He's currently franchised. If anybody wants to go look at that, enjoy that because it's a big franchise next to him. It was a great um, use of all-purpose money. Great that use. Is, yeah, and I thought it was Fritz. So I've, I, yeah, that's always, <laughs> that story is just all around embarrassing. It's not nothing I'm saying is going to make it better. So I'll just go ahead and give up. I've made a mistake. My bad. I'm still learning. Sorry about that kitchen sink. It's only like the most complicated league in the entire world. But that's cool. All right. Well, 
I guess that's going to wrap the show. Uh, make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, that always helps us out. Make sure you go check out our sponsor, RotoQL. They're in their product squad, QL. And um, and uh, make sure you join the RotoViz Patreon if you want to support us. If you can, that's great. Um, we, we really appreciate any money that you give to us, and, and do not take that for granted. We understand that it, it's, it's a lot. Um, so, anyways, uh, for Nathan, Dan... The Salamander and myself. We're going to catch up with you guys next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.